All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Sukira, the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron. We're going to talk the next half hour about how they invest their clients' money in individually owned stocks, in custom design portfolios that are put together for each of those particular clients' interests. If you have any questions about the market or about investing in stocks, give us a call this half hour at 330-673-1234 or listening on W1R.com. You can call us at toll-free at 800-669-4100. Walt, September. September has uh, finally come to an end. The leaves of brown came tumbling down, remember in September, in the rain. And indeed, on investors, September rained on them all month long, the worst month so far of the year. <laughs> yeah, September's been a tough month historically for the market, Bob. Actually, historically, it's the worst month. A lot of people think October, but uh, September, if you look back in history, we, we tend to have a losing month. Um, other months of the year that are problematic are February and May. Um, but we're heading into a pretty good season. October, November, December, January are all, you know, fairly positive months for the market historically. And hopefully that'll be the, the same this year. But we look back last week, there were just a lot of things um, worrying in the market. Uh, obviously, we were, the government was playing with the shutdown, which they got resolved last night, late last night, which is a good thing. Uh, we got the auto workers still striking out there. Um, Economic data that's still coming in mixed. Uh, you, you know, just just a lot of challenges. Oil uh, pushing back over ninety dollars a barrel, and concerns of where that may go. Uh, inflation that remains sticky. So a lot, a lot of things that are happening that uh, you know still are concerning the market. But you know, again, if we look at the week, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was off about four hundred and fifty-six points for the week. Lost 1.3%. Year-to-date, that Dow Jones Industrial Average is positive, but it's only a 1.1% now, Bob. Uh, the S&P 500 index, the broader index, lost 0.7% for the week, lost about 32 points. Year-to-date, we still sit up about 11.7% on the S&P 500 index. Uh, the NASDAQ actually had a positive week, 0.1%. Um, Year-to-date, we're still up 26.3% on the NASDAQ. And the Russell 2000, those small mid-cap stocks, had a positive week up a half a percent in year-to-date. Uh, still positive, but only at 1.4%. So, you know, some dispersions uh, among the indices and benchmarks and, you know, where returns have come. It's still been pretty much the large-cap uh, stocks and obviously the technology stocks that have led the way this year. And uh, lots to pay attention to here as we head into the final quarter of the year. And 
towards 2024. As I mentioned, we had the settlement of the government's shutdown concerns last night, late as the soap opera of that uh, once again uh, gave us what everybody expected, a settlement of some sort. Apparently, to be a congressperson, you have to have the emotional maturity of a junior high school student, but they do this all the time, and nobody ever really thought they are going to shut down the government. So what does that really mean at this point? They have a 45-day window where the government's not going to shut down, and we have to go through all this again by the end of the year. Well, I, I think we have 12 appropriation bills that need to be approved and, and put into place. And, you know, again, I think this Congress has learned, especially going into election year, uh, you know, I, I do believe that politicians are realizing that the patience of America maybe is growing a little bit uh, uh, less, you know, that we're starting to get tired of these types of uh, shenanigans uh, that continue to come out of Washington. So hopefully they'll do their job. And uh, again, you know, spending is a problem, uh, Bob, as we know, and we have big deficits. And, you know, there's a lot of work that needs to be done in our government, a lot of prudence that has to be put back in place and some pretty tough decisions that have to be looked at. But somebody's got to do it. And then hopefully, you know, like we said, we'll get, they'll get back to work here and, and show some progress next year. Obviously, the American voters have a chance to, you know, say how they feel and, and make some change next year if they're not liking the way things are going. So, again, it's going to set up for a pretty volatile political year, I think, in 2024. Now, the debate continues whether or not economy is uh, is revving up or slowing down. An economist for the Federal Reserve is calling this a Goldilocks economy. Like the uh, porridge, the economy not, may not be too hot or may not be too cold, but maybe just right. So if that's the case, what are the issues that investors are focusing on as we continue to look at the economy with the beginning of the fourth quarter here? I think some of the big issues, Bob, we talked about, but you know, we also have the student loan payments, uh, which are set to resume today. Um, so again, all those uh, you know, people that were allowed to set those payments aside, and that put a lot of discretionary spending back into the budgets of some younger people. That's that's going to start uh, crimping those budgets a little bit as they go forward. Uh, we mentioned oil prices; they're stubbornly high, and again, you know, you get, they're going to drive gas prices up and the cost of materials. A lot of a lot of materials out there that uh, you know have oil base, uh, you know, uh, in, in them. Uh, we see that, you know, the government we talked about is going to continue to you know, struggle looking at, uh, you know, how they deal with budgets. And then we have the, the Federal Reserve that's struggling with their fight with inflation. Uh, the UAW, a lot of auto workers out there now that are out of work and, you know, looking for some resolve there. And, of course, that's going to add to the costs for a lot of the automakers, which is going to actually impact cars, uh, we still got a slowdown globally. You know, China hasn't really come back online like everybody thought they would with their economy. Uh, other economies are struggling. So, you know, I, I say it all, and I, again, it sounds like that wall of worry is pretty high. But it, we continue to look at companies that are getting stronger even through this. I, you know, again, for us, it's not a stock market. It's a market of stocks, and there's companies out there that, still have great value propositions that are still needed that even in times of struggle you know are going to continue to advance so uh, we believe as investors knowing what you own knowing why you own it you know making sure that you have the the proper allocation to to where you want to be as you go forward in 2024 it's probably more important than ever it it is a stock pickers market here bob i believe Um, general indexes may not do as well but still think there's ways to make money out there 
Once again, our expert is Walt Sukira of the AKW Group here in Akron. They're on NBC Parkway there in uh, Fairlawn, and we're talking about market and how to invest in individual stocks. Time for the Trends and Insights section of the program, where Walt talks and shares with us some of the things he's been watching over the past week. And again, these are all things that could have an impact on the market and the economies around the world. Uh, global trade dropped 3.2% in July, the last month for which there are figures. Now, that is the largest drop in global trade since August of 2020, the beginning of that uh, of that pandemic economy. Yeah, Bobby, you know, and global trade has been a real important part for growth, especially for a lot of our multinational companies. You know, you look at the history, and uh, when I was teaching back at Kent State, I taught an international marketing class, and just the progress that was being made with you know, trade overall. And a lot of that has started to change, you know, again, with more volatile world and, you know, governments fighting against each other a little bit. And, you know, these the tariffs and the restrictions and the just the, the rhetoric um, that is, is starting to slow down uh, some of the progress that we've made in global trade. So it, it is, you know, interesting to see these numbers come in and uh, this is the largest drop going back to August of 2020. And, of course, that was during the pandemic. You'd expect global trade to slow down during a worldwide pandemic. But to see it slow down again uh, when we're really past the pandemic and you'd really be thinking we're still in a recovery mode, that's that's not a good thing. So global trade is something that a lot of companies need, um, you know, to, to continue to advance their revenues and profits. And uh, if that's going to be a continuing issue, then we got to pay attention to it. Now, U.S. bank deposits have fallen some 4.8%, a total of $17.3 trillion just in the past year. That's the first decline in U.S. bank deposits since 1994. Does that mean people are, are spending more and not saving, or they're not putting their money in the banks anymore? Well, they can move money around, and I think uh, we've seen it at Baird. You know, we have money markets that uh, we, we can offer to clients that they don't have to leave their money sit at banks, and there's a lot of competition now. And the other thing, Bob, it's a click of a button to move it. You know, it's, it used to be a very time-consuming thing to, you know, to go in and open an account at a bank and, you know, the, the amount of paperwork and the IDs required and so forth, but with online banking now and online brokerage firms and so forth. It's very easy to establish relationships. And, you know, clients have the ability with their own computers and smartphones to push buttons and move money to where they want it. So uh, it's, it's very interesting. It's, it's a challenge for U.S. banks out there. And it's going to continue to be a challenge because, uh, the, you know, there's going to be a lot of competition for, uh, for deposits as we go forward. Now, the face of gun ownership in the U.S. is also changing Research suggests that the first uh, 7.5 million Americans who bought guns between January 2019 and April of 2021, a half were, were women, a fifth were African-American, another fifth were Hispanic. That's a recent study published by the Annals of Internal Medicine here in Ohio. They've introduced a bill that would eliminate sales tax sales, sales tax on the sales of any kind of guns or ammo, and even uh, give tax breaks to uh, munitions companies and, and weapons manufacturers who'd like to settle here in Ohio. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting, Bob. There is a major change. Uh, we, we The face of gun ownership isn't what we expect it to be, you know, the stereotypes of people that buy guns. Uh, the other, there was another research coming out of the University of Chicago that showed 86% of first-time gun buyers were actually younger than 45 years of age. So, uh, you know, a lot of people are buying guns, a lot of different demographics, a lot of different people, and uh 
it's it's not uh, you know the the stereotypical idea of the, of the gun touting uh, person that we believed in the, in the past. So uh, gun ownership is very very uh, powerful right now, and and trend that's growing very very rapidly. Another poll that came out uh, for September, the IBD tip poll, says that 20% of Americans say that wages, only 20%, are keeping up with inflation. Others say they're curbing expenses, uh, notably spending outside the home because of rising prices and the fact their income is not increasing. And I've been reading a lot of articles the past month, Bob, about uh, people becoming a little bit house poor again. You know, the fact that, uh, you know, the cost of home ownership and with interest rates being higher and so forth and inflation that, you know, people are living in their houses and spending more time there. They're, they're curbing entertainment, uh, eating out, uh, some travel, holiday outlays, and also reduced grocery purchases. So uh, households out there, there are some that are definitely struggling and, and making the cuts that you need to make to, to get through the, the tough time that a lot of people are experiencing. NFTs, non-fungible tokens. <laughs> I wonder what a pro-fungible token would be. Anyhow, NFTs had a big, uh, big popularity boost a couple of years ago, back in 2021. They sold for millions of dollars. It says now that some 95% of these NFTs are worthless, according to a report from the crypto research site Dap Gamby. Yeah, 73,257 NFTs, uh, which 69,795 of them have a market cap of zero. Uh, so, you know, this was always something, Bob, that I think we talked about it on the show back then, that uh, it just seemed like a, a way to lose money, uh, extremely risky. Uh, was uh, It was touted, and, you know, people were jumping on board with this, but uh, a lot of people did not do well with NFTs. And, again, as investors, we always tell our clients, you know, don't get swept up in, in these new uh, types of investment uh, things that people talk about. Give them a few years, you know, make sure that the markets are, vol- you know, viable and, realistic uh, so nfts are something that you know obviously we never got anywhere near it and, you know i told most people i talked to that i thought it was kind of a little bit crazy and and as the research comes out it's, it's definitely showing that that's the case and taylor swift the big pop star is having an effect on the nfl the nfl says they have a new legion of fans following rumors that the Grammy award-winning singer is dating kansas city chiefs all-pro tight end travis kelchey well, last Sunday's matchup for Kansas City drew 24.3 million viewers. That's the highest uh, of the year for the NFL. And uh, Kelsey jersey spiked uh, nearly 400% after the Swift uh, rumors were out there. So uh, very interesting, Bob, how uh, you know pop culture can impact other industries and uh you know, the Swifties out there, obviously, there's there's a big following, and Kansas City's got a whole lot of new fans uh, if this, this uh, romance uh, continues to, to hold. We're going to continue our impact on pop culture with Walt Secure, the AKW Group, by moving on to Stock Talk now. Your chance to call up Walt in the program and query him about any particular stock issue that you're looking at or interested in or own or want to sell. You can call us at 330-673-1234. And if you're listening online outside of Greater Akron, we do have a toll-free number you can use, 800-669-4100. So particular business news, Costco, which is a long-term holding in your own core equity portfolio, continues to report some very strong results, topping its views in its latest quarterly report. So do you still like Costco? 
We do, Bob, and I'll tell you, Costco is just one of those stores that you know they, they continue to do well. 591 warehouses out there in the United States, these big warehouse stores, and it, it, it is just really amazing to watch. You know the amount of traffic. Um, they they've done an amazing job with their membership program. Uh, I think there's a 92 percent renewal rate, which uh, you look back in any subscription type business, that's a unbelievable renewal grade you know people that go there tend to keep coming back and uh, results were extremely strong they did nine percent revenue growth 78.9 billion over 72 billion the year prior over the last three months uh, ending august 31st and about a 16 percent earnings profit increase uh, 486 over 420 for those three months so I continue to put up good results. We continue to like Costco. We'll continue to be a, a long-term bull on uh, Costco at this point. Amazon is now, of course, taking an offensive in the generative AI arms race. They're working on that and adding a whole bunch of new uh, AI things to their company. And also, they finally gotten that big, long-anticipated antitrust lawsuit from the Federal Trade Commission, accusing them of anti-competitive tactics and the way they get people to sign up and to sell things on their website. So if these two things, uh, is the uh, antitrust suit something to be worried about? Well, I mean, Amazon refutes it in every in every way, and uh, just listening to you know the the competitive position of Amazon, you know, Walmart uh, continues to have more sales and more customers, and I, I think if you look at pricing, you know, again, they're they're this, Amazon's quick responses is you know they've made things cheaper and they actually help consumers, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. You know, this isn't the first time the FTC has gone after uh, companies or after large tech companies, um, it, it'll be interesting to watch. But I, I think a lot of the, the claims will probably be refuted and battled out um, in, in the legal process. Um, uh, there's a lot of growth opportunities in Amazon, as you said, with AI and their their web services uh, beyond the retail side. Uh, so, again, we continue to like Amazon here. It is part of our core equity portfolio. And, you know, Bob, we're not, we're not selling it based on these rumors and, and this FTC, uh, you know, uh, legal battle uh, will continue to be a holder here for the long term with Amazon. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secure of Akron's AKW Group on Stock Talk. You're on the air. Go ahead. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa, Ken. How are you this morning? Another beautiful day in the neighborhood. Hey, Walt, I see uh, your favorite stock, Crocs, and my favorite stock, Hershey's, teamed up last week, and they're going to have... Uh, they're going to have their logo, Reese's, and the Hershey's uh, logo on uh, the Crocs. You going to get a pair of those to wear around the office? <laughs> maybe, maybe I will. Ken. <laughs> I do. I do have a pair of Crocs, and as I told you, I'm a, I'm a big Hey Dude guy now. I, uh, my the people I work with talked me into these these Hey Dude shoes, which is a brand uh, from the Crocs. They're a really lightweight shoe, and you know, I I really enjoy wearing those uh, those hey dudes around the office. Uh, kind of like <laughs> kind of like a, a rich man slipper, I guess, right? Well, you, you look good <laughs> on the uh, pickleball court with those on. Yeah, <laughs> there you they're going to have Reese's uh, and Hershey's logos on them. I just saw it on TV. But anyway, uh, Costco is selling gold bars now. They one ounce gold bars uh, limit two per customer. They uh, sold out. Did you hear? Costco selling gold bars. I didn't hear that, but that's uh, it's very interesting. I'll have to, yeah. have to take a look at that. Hey, I saw an interesting show on uh, co- uh, copper, and I know you mentioned BHP a while back. And uh, 
the conductivity of copper and electric cars and the industrial uses of it, and it's way underpriced. What do you think about copper? Are you still high on BHP? There's Freeport, Mac Moran, Southern Copper, and Rio Tinto. Of all those, do you like BHP the best? Um, you know, I, I do like Freeport as well. Um, you know, the FCX that you mentioned there, BHP is one that we, we own currently in the core equity portfolio. And uh, but, it, but I think you're right on, Ken. I think that uh, some of these material companies, uh, copper is something that's going to be needed as we continue to, you know, move forward with, with a lot of innovation. Uh, electric cars, you mentioned, there'll be other innovations down the road. So I, I do believe in these material stocks for the long run. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd take a hard look at all of those. At the MP Materials, I don't, I don't know what I think they do, lithium or some kind of rare earth. MP is the symbol. It's making a new low. Did, did you ever follow that on the radar? MP I, I have seen it come through our screens, yeah. And, again, a lot of these have struggled coming, you know, the, obviously the commodity prices went crazy coming out of COVID, and then obviously all those prices coming down. It's created kind of an odd cycle for a lot of these material stocks, but the yeah, I think if you look over a, a normal time frame, a five to seven year time frame, I, I think a lot of these the companies do make a lot of sense. Okay, you guys have a good weekend. We'll look for you in those uh, Hershey's and Reese's uh, Crocs. All right, maybe I'll okay. wear them out and see you again. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you for calling. Can edible Crocs be far behind? <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> You're on WNIR with Walt Secure. Go ahead, please. Yeah, Walt, I'm calling about SMCI. I'd like, to, like your opinion on that stock. Yeah, SMCI? Yes. Which is a super microcomputer. Is that yes. uh, that's what you're looking at there? Yeah, I mean, I, I think looking at the uh, the revenue earnings growth last quarter, it was very, very solid, up 34%, uh, both revenue and profit. So it looks like the quarter before they struggled a little bit, but Looking back over a couple quarters, they've put up some really nice financial results. Uh, analyst expectations are pretty solid. Looking out over 24 and 25, I think 30% expectation growth of 24, about a 19% uh, growth expectation in 25. Uh, trades at a reasonable PE around 23 times. So uh, definitely worth a, a stock. You know, this, these would be the types of uh, fundamentals that we would, you know, definitely want to look at. Um, R&D around 4.3%. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is one that would get through some of the initial screens. I think you just got to dive in and uh, look hard at the, uh, you know, the, the fundamentals, uh, who are they selling to, and, you know, making sure they have a strong business model across the board. But uh, passes a lot of the screens uh, for me right on the front end. Okay. just like to say that I had a very nice time at your get-together, and um, sorry that I didn't meet Bob Lewis there. <laughs> well, yeah, next time we'll have to drag Bob out there. <laughs> All right, have a nice day. Thank you. All right, Jerry, you take care. Bye. All right. 330-673-1234. You, too, can talk with Walt Secura now on Stock Talk here in WNIR. I'll see what's else happening in the world of business. Memory chip giant Micron Technology, it fell on a mixed outlook from that company. Yeah, Micron, again, uh, you, you look at the quarter, they, they were off about 40% in revenue, uh, negative profitability for the quarter. Um, again, flash memory uh, chips here, and uh, a lot of a lot of uh, you know, technology that's used in, in various uh, 
uh, innovation. So, again, we're seeing some slowdown in some chips. There's there's winners and losers, Bob. Again, we, we talked about this with retail. It's probably the same with semiconductors and technology. Uh, you got to watch where each one of these companies are, you know, where, where their opportunities are and if they're executing. And right now, Micron is not executing uh, like some other technology companies that we're following. And also, uh, Nike jumped on a surprise profit announcement. Yeah, Nike had a good quarter. Um, you know, again, not expected. They they came in with a positive sales quarter. It wasn't big, but 2%. They did $12.9 billion over uh Twelve point seven billion the quarter prior, and in profit was up one percent. So, uh, it was a good sign, and, and Nike stock definitely jumped up uh, for the week. Uh, you know, based on that result, it was up about five five point two percent for the week, uh, up about five dollars on the stock price. I think we're right around ninety five. So, uh, it was a it was a profit for a quarter that wasn't really expected for Nike, and that's that's a good thing. Enterprise business software giant Workday also cut its growth targets, leading to a stock sell-off for the week for that company. Yeah, Workday's been on a tear. Um, you know, again, this is an enterprise software company uh, used in human resource and um, finance uh, for a lot of big companies. I know Baird, we, we use Workday, which attracts a lot of our uh, benefits and, uh, you know, our scheduling and so forth for our company. Uh, profits and revenues have been very, very strong with this company, but just like every company that has a big growth, Bob, they become their own worst enemy, and they, they kind of said, hey, things are slowing down a little bit. But, again, the quarter was still 16% in revenue, 72% in profits, um, but you know, not growing at the rates they were a few years ago. And, again, Wall Street, when they get used to these big growth companies, they like to continue. And sometimes the companies just have to come out and say, hey, you know, things aren't going to be as strong as they were in the past. Now, Carnival, the cruise line giant, has booked a profit. The first reported quarterly profits as the pandemic began, and again, following a trend for all the recreational uh, activities out there since the pandemic has eased. Yeah, it's good to see these companies find profitability again. And again, you know, Carnival had a real nice quarter, and I think cruise overall, cruise lines are starting to see customers return, and, you know, bookings uh, strong as we look out over the next few years. So definitely companies worth Taking another look at, if you haven't looked at them uh, since the pandemic, uh, things are definitely looking a lot better for these companies. And CarMax, the online car used car salespeople, see a very weak demand as the market for used cars surprisingly remains depressed. Yeah, and again, a few went, uh, two years ago, the, we were talking about the strength of the used car market and how everybody was kind of flocking here, and now we see the weakness. Uh, it's been, been just huge trend changes, Bob, and in, in automobile sales and purchases and, you know, where consumers are going. I think consumers are struggling uh, to find, you know, where where to really buy that next car. And, uh, you know, the used car market got a little overheated. I think prices got a little bit uh, crazy there. And, of course, the high interest rates definitely change uh, the ability, the affordability to buy used cars. So those all those factors are probably impacting car mass. And finally, the management consulting and technology outsourcing giant Accenture uh, topped their earnings targets for the quarter, but they say things aren't going to be that good for the rest of the year. Yeah, again, you know, it's just kind of being realistic looking out. They said they, they see some weakness, but, uh, you know, put up a nice quarter, had about a 4% revenue growth, $16 billion over 15.4. Uh, Accenture's in our women's portfolio, Bob, our, our empowerment uh, women portfolio, and a company we've owned for a long time. We continue to hold Accenture even with a little bit of weakness they expect uh, for the rest of the year.
As you mentioned, of course, their investment strategy seminar at the Sheraton Suites last week went very well. What's the next event on your horizon? Well, working on that, Bob, it'll probably be uh, in 2024. Uh, if anybody wants to find out what it looks like or with the schedule, get, give a call, talk to Abby or Allison, and uh, we'll keep you updated as, as we continue to build out those events uh, into the next year. So a new month, a new quarter. What do you think is going to happen next week? Well, Bob, let's just continue to watch the data, work hard, and you know we'll be back next week to talk to you. Once again, Walt Secure and his uh, team at AKW Group, AKW Group in Akron. Give them a call at 234-466-7476. Tell him you heard him on WNIR Kent Akron, 234-466-7476. Talk to you next Sunday, Walt. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Accenture, symbol ACN. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. BHP Group Limited, symbol BHP. Carnival Corp, symbol CCL. CarMax Inc., symbol KMX. Costco Wholesale Corporation, symbol COST. Crocs Inc., symbol CROX. Freeport McMoran Copper and Gold, symbol FCX. Hershey Company, symbol HSY. MP Materials Corp., symbol MP. Micron Technology, symbol MU. Nike Inc., symbol NKE. Rio Tinto, PLC, symbol RIO. Southern Copper Corporation, symbol SCCO. Walmart Inc., symbol WMT. And Workday Inc., symbol WDAY. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates beneficially own 1% or more of any class of common equity securities of CarMax, Inc., symbol KMX.